Hi, good morning, and welcome to another Fran Science Art Podcast Immunological Series. And today I'm going to be talking to you about soluble mediators. The signaling molecules that are involved in cellular communication are in fact in, in, in the immune system, immunomodulating agents. That is, they can affect and influence how your immune cells behave. And so our immune responses themselves are mediated by the cells and also the soluble mediators that these cells secrete. The soluble mediators are cytokines. For example, there's a whole load of them, but for example, you might have heard of interleukin. There are, they, and then they have numbers after them. So interleukin one, interleukin two, interleukin four. And each of these cytokines has a different role and different action. You've also got colony stimulating factors, uh, interferons, uh, TNF-alpha. There are a whole load of these different cytokines. And themselves, they are proteins, peptides, and glycoproteins that are produced from the cell. And any one cell can produce a whole variety of these cytokines. It's not exclusive. So you don't just get phagocytes will produce one type of cytokine. You could get, for example, a T helper cell which can produce uh, interleukin-2, interferon, interleukin-15, um, interleukin-10, depending on the situation in which it finds itself. And each of these cytokines, once they are released, will have different behaviours. So when you uh, produce cytokines, you, produce, you, you sort of overproduce them. And what they do is they can amplify your inflammatory response. They can amplify your immune response. That's their role. They kind of communicate between cells to get things moving. The other uh, big sort of soluble mediator involved that I'm probably going to talk about in another podcast is complement. There's a big plasma protein that is produced from your liver. So these lovely immunomodulating agents, they are produced in, there's a lot of redundancy in the system when these are produced. So if you have you know, you, you don't have one cytokine for one receptor. Essentially, you can have a whole load of these things released in abundance uh, and they sort of flood the system. As I've just said, each cytokine has a matching uh, cell surface receptor and something into which it can dock. And then what happens is, is that once the cytokine, which is released from a cell, uh, binds to a matching receptor, you then get in the cell that has that receptor on the surface of it, cascades of intracellular uh, signaling. So it changes something inside the cell, which then alters the cellular functions. Those cellular functions can be numerous, depending on the cytokine, depending on the cell. These can be, for example, the upregulation and or downregulation of genes and their transcription factors. It could be the production of other cytokines uh, you can also increase the number of surface receptors for other molecules, or, and this is a bit crazy, you can suppress uh, the, the sort of effect of the, of the cell itself that has just released the cytokine, something called feedback inhibition. So you can have a cell, the cell releases a cytokine, the cell also has receptors for that cytokine on them, and so when the cell releases the cytokine, the cytokine binds to receptors that are on it and switches it off. That's called, that's called uh, feedback inhibition. One of the easiest ways to explain the role of cytokines and what it is they do is to, do, is to explain them in the context of local inflammation. 
So if you consider that you have a cut, for example, the, the cytokines are your, sort of your first line of defense. So you cut your finger open and what happens is, is you get a localized release of um, inflammatory cytokines. So tissue damage causes the release of these cytokines. And then you have patrolling white blood cells or cells within the tissues, including uh, resident macrophages that are sitting there in the tissue, will release um, these cytokines. The release of these cytokines, I'm going to give you an example of uh, TNF-alpha, which is a big one. TNF-alpha is like the granddaddy of cytokines. It kind of ticks every single box in terms of the things that it can do. Um, TNF-alpha and interleukin-1 are released if you have localised inflammation, for example. Now imagine you're in a blood vessel and your blood vessel is lined with cells called uh, endothelial cells. So you have TNF-alpha, this cytokine circulating about. It will bind to the surface of the endothelial cell. The endothelial cell has TNF-alpha receptors and interleukin-1 receptors, this other cytokine. And upon binding, the endothelial cell starts uh, changes. Things happen to it because the TNF-alpha has bound. One of the things it can do is the endothelial cell upon binding will start to release other chemoattractants uh, like other chemokines and cause that will cause other white blood cells to come along. That's one of the things it does. Another thing that can happen is that the endothelial cell upon binding to TNF will start to become leaky. Now your blood vessels are watertight normally. But in the situation where you have these inflammatory cytokines being produced, it becomes leaky. Um, other things this can do, it's that it can become very, very sticky. So that again, your uh, vascular, you know, the inside lining of your blood vessels is normally not sticky. It's a really bad idea to have a sticky um, blood vessel because obviously you're going to get clots and blockages. So normally that doesn't happen. However, when you have lots of inflammatory cytokines, they become sticky. And so you have increased uh, these, these sort of adhesion molecules, like little bits of Velcro, sort of on the surfaces of your white blood cells and also on the surfaces of your endothelial cells, and an increased permeability. Uh, it also, the TNF-alpha can also get your blood vessels to vasodilatate. That means they get bigger in diameter. So TNF-alpha itself on your blood vessels can actually have quite a profound effect. The other thing they can do is that uh, they can activate white blood cells, so circulating um, neutrophils, circulating uh, macrophages, and cause them to become activated. And what they do is upon activation, they phagocytose, phagocytose more, and they themselves will release more cytokines. So if you, for example, have TNF-alpha and interleukin-1, which are inflammatory cytokines, and they bind to receptors on the surfaces of, say for example, a monocyte or a macrophage, those cells will in turn release more cytokines, such as interleukin-1, again, and interleukin-6, and also chemokines, that's your chemoattractant cytokines. So you can see that just one tiny cytokine binding to one receptor will suddenly cause a release of a whole load more cytokines. So this really does amplify our immune response. The TNF-alpha um, essentially attaches to these receptors, it upregulates molecules on the surface of the white blood cell and uh, in addition to doing that the white blood cell can also become sticky. 
So funnily enough, if you have a sticky endothelial lining and you have a sticky white blood cell, the two things will stick together. And if you happen to have chemoattractant molecules uh, at the site of injury, the white blood cell that's being stuck to the endothelium starts to migrate towards the, where, this, where there is a, the highest concentration of these chemokines being released. And if they happen to be in the tissue on the other side of the blood vessel, because the blood vessels are now leaky, the white blood cell can now transmigrate. Migrate, or the fancy word is diapedes, D-I-A-P-E-D-E-S-E, -E -E, diapedes, across the endothelial membrane into the area of tissue. And that's, that can pretty much be done by just the one cytokine, TNF-alpha. So TNF-alpha does a whole load of things. And the aim is to get white blood cells from out of your blood where they are circulating into the tissue where the injury is. So if you have a big phagocyte, a neutrophil, a macrophage, it's in your bilia. The other thing, TNF-alpha just doesn't stop there. TNF-alpha in the circulation can also do a whole load of other things. Um, so for example... Uh, TNF-alpha can also cause your T-cells and your B-cells to um, divide. It can regulate the production of white blood cells from the bone marrow. That's called hematopoiesis. It can, uh, obviously we've just mentioned, it can induce other cytokine production, cytokine production from other cells. It is a growth factor. Um, yeah, so it does a whole load of things. In addition to being prothrombotic, that's clotting to you and me, and also... Um, sort of causing the effects on the blood vessels themselves. So it's a very good sort of first line of defense and ultimately this is this is pretty much what inflammation is. And the pain you get when you say for example you have the flu and you have a virus um, and I don't know if you've ever the last time I had the flu but I got a really achy back and my bones ached and my my everything ached. Now, if you have uh, an upper respiratory tract infection, obviously we don't call it that, we call it a chest infection. If you have a chest infection, uh, why, why are your shins hurting? And the answer is, are cytokines. You find that these uh, little uh, proteins that are circulating around your body, amplifying your immune response, although they are helping the inflammatory response and getting your white blood cells moving and working and phagocytosing and doing all the things they're doing, they actually cause a lot of the inflammatory uh, stimulus in order for that to happen, but that, that hurts. And that is why you get uh, sort of aches and pains far away from actually where you, you know, actually where you have your infection. Um, another sort of an idea of, of how upsetting having inflammation can be let's put that's this in context rheumatoid arthritis if you have if you know anybody with rheumatoid arthritis they will tell you that their joints hurt and the inflammation that can be is created in your joints one of the major uh, cytokines that is produced that amplifies and creates the inflammation is tnf alpha so this big this big cytokine does all of these things um, this big cytokine that does all of these things actually can um, be quite destructive and quite harmful and quite painful. And some of the medicines that people use to alleviate the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis is to actually remove TNF-alpha from your blood. So in the context of the acute inflammatory response, that's something that doesn't last very long. What we're looking for is the complete removal of a pathogen 
the resolution of the damage, the disappearance of your white blood cells and full resolution of tissue function. And so the acute inflammatory response is mediated by your cytokines, creating redness, heat, swelling and pain. So the redness is created, so uh, again, I've described this previously, but I think it's always worth repeating. So the redness, uh, so imagine shutting your hand in a door. The redness you get is because um, you find that the local localized release of cytokines is causing vasodilation, so you have more blood coming to the area of damage. And what that's doing is actually carrying white blood cells to kind of fix and repair everything. So that gives you redness. It also gives you heat, so you've got more blood there, you're gonna be hotter. The swelling is caused by, this is, this is something we need to sort of go into a little bit. So if you have cells that are migrating from your blood into your localized tissue, that itself is not going to cause um, it's not going to cause swelling much. What's going to happen is is that water is going to move with it. So you can keep the concentrations of everything the same. It's called sort of osmosis. So into the surrounding tissue accompanying your cells and that is what gives you swelling. So you get redness and heat because of the increase in blood flow. You get swelling because your white blood cells are now moving out of your blood into the localized tissue and you get pain because your cytokines are attaching to pain receptors. So that's your localized inflammation and your acute inflammatory response is called acute, A-C-U-T-E, because it doesn't last very long. So ultimately all the pain will go away once the pathogen is removed completely and essentially the damage is resolved, the white blood cells have disappeared, the cytokines have gone, and essentially everything's working again. So if you cut your finger, inflammation will go away um, once everything is sort of fixed. Now, this is such a profound thing. You can imagine that if you don't get rid of your inflammatory response, it can have very, very bad effects on you. So this pathophysiologically is quite bad. So systemic pathophysiological effects, if you have loads of TNF and it never ever goes away, so it could be produced in one part of your body, it will affect another part of your body. It just will go in the circulation. So TNF will circulate around uh, and if it, uh, it can affect your heart, creating low output, it can go around affecting any one of your blood vessels that it's circulating through, um, therefore increasing your risks of clots, and also hemorrhage because you have such increased permeability your blood vessels become friable. Now one of the things I had to mention, I, had, I don't think I've, talk, I've, I've mentioned this, is that the blood vessels in which this actually happens um, is the postcapillary venules, not arteries. This never happens. All of this um, cells sort of trans, you know, transmigrating, coming across out of your blood into your tissue, that never happens in an artery and that's because your arteries have large layers of muscle surrounding them and this muscle enables your blood vessels to sort of moderate their blood pressure blood flow all of those sorts of things but in the veins not so much you get muscle but not as much as you do in an artery and particularly in those venules tiny veins that come the first ones coming away from your capillaries the capillaries are the sort of one cell thick. Your venules are the next biggest blood vessel. So post-capillary venules are really, really thin-walled. And this allows 
the walls are so thin that they allow the white blood cells when they want to migrate across they can and they can get out into the tissue so all of the local inflammation happens in those post capillary venules that your cells are migrating out of your blood vessels so however if you do have high levels of your activated TNF and things circulating around your body, they, it, they will be affecting all of your blood vessels, not just your venules. So they will be making your arteries, your aorta sticky. So you, do, you will have an increased risk of clot. But the other thing is, is that if you have cytokines that are kept, keep being released, and we've, we've said that they can have effects on themselves and they can amplify your immune response, you can get this feedback where you have this positive effect, which is then fed back more, you know, and so you can amplify um, your cytokine levels to the point where you get something called a cytokine storm. And this is a, a key instrument, a lot of disease pathophysiologies. So uh, let's say dengue virus, I think, is a, is a really good example. Dengue virus is a type of pox virus. And what it does is, is that the virus itself um, targets a protein on immune cells, which is responsible for triggering cytokine release. So you get a cytokine storm, you get an overproduction of cytokines. And uh, cytokine storms, basically, if, they, if, if you have high levels of cytokines coming into your lungs, can give you permanent lung damage uh, and can actually eventually shut down breathing altogether. Um, you get obviously the immune mediated damage that we just explained to blood vessels. So you get lots of that happening. You can get uh, leakage from your vascular system, um, which causes shock actually. So you get very, very low blood pressures, which will eventually kill you. So this is a death that's caused by a hyperreactive immune system. So when hijacked by the dengue virus, your immune cells trigger an abnormal and massive release of cytokines. The cytokines flood the site of infection and essentially attack your body, which causes fatal bleeding. And it's thought that avian flu...